Welcome to episode 21 in the Aquarian Void. I'm so glad you're here and I'm going to reflect on this Aquarius new moon that we are in the midst of as I'm recording and it's a potent new moon and there are things you need to hear about this because it is marking this whole age of Aquarius in a phenomenal way. And then we take some time to reflect back on what we've covered from episode one through 21 in Star Stones and Stories. And I know you're going to really enjoy this. It's going to be an opportunity to integrate this wisdom. Welcome to Stars, Stones, and Stories. I am your host, Rama, and together we are weaving ancient future wisdom as we birth the new earth. If you are into astrology, cosmology, living mythology, earth-based spirituality, kundalini technology, and ancestral healing, you are home. If you stumbled upon this podcast and are new to these topics, this is Sovereign Sanctuary to expand and deepen your wisdom. As a cosmic priestess, I witness many at the threshold of great transformation. I specialize in astrological divination, sacred site activations, and priestess arts for the Aquarian age. You may learn more about my work at ramatribe.com or follow Rama Tribe on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and support the work at patreon.com backslash ramatribe. This Community is your opportunity to claim your story, your unique identity and power, knowing that you are the hero of your own journey. You are a hologram for the collective and you matter. The world needs your gifts and creativity now more than ever. Crystallize your medicine. great ancient ones, great ancestors, we call to you. May you hear the voices of your descendants traversing through time and space. We humbly ask for your support, your wise medicine ways, and your genius solutions in these times. Dear ancestors, we wish to partner with you, for we know we cannot do this alone. As we traverse the mystery, we ask that you, our starry ancestors, are with us each breath of the way. 
May we have clarity of mind and crystalline vision to see through the dark. May we walk our paths of high holy truth, as that is what is needed now more than ever. And so it is. Welcome to episode 21 of Stars, Stones, and Stories. I'm recording this on the evening of the Aquarius new moon. Wow, it's quite a new moon, powerful stellium in Aquarius, and it's here and now, it's alive while I'm recording, and so I think it's it's important to talk about. But first, I want to just welcome the new listeners. There's now over 3,400 unique listeners who have joined in this web of consciousness, of cosmic evolution through this podcast, Star Stones and Stories, and now 61 countries around the world are represented. Almost every state in the United States, we're just missing New Hampshire, so come on. (laughs) I know you have a friend who lives in New Hampshire, so share the podcast with them, please. The top places around the world for the listener base include my home state of North Carolina. So thank you so much for this vast local community, particularly I know there's so many Ashevillians who listen, so Thank you for your support. I love you all so much, and you know, you know, I mean that. And I miss seeing many of your beautiful faces. And also, California, Tennessee, Florida, New York are have quite a large listener base, as well as India, Canada, the UK, Ireland, Australia, Germany, Denmark. Thailand and Ghana. And it's funny as I'm looking over the countries that are outside of the United States, I know some of the beautiful people who are living in these countries right now. And I know that you're sharing this podcast with your circle of friends. So I just want to offer you my thanks as well. It really does mean a lot. I've had more listeners reach out to me through private messages and some of you have booked sessions. And I'm just so grateful to hear your voices and gather a little bit about what you're going through in your lives. So please continue the conversations, reach out, let me know that you're a listener and what you're enjoying, what you'd like to hear more of what you are curious about, what you want to know about in 2021. I truly, truly believe this is all about mutual reciprocity, and I want to make sure I'm covering topics that are important for you. And as I've said before, in 2021, we're definitely going to be diving deep into the realms of personal mythology and how you can expand your own personal mythos in these times. You can also find me on patreon.com backslash Rama tribe. 
I have a number of tiers ranging from $3 a month to $5 to $11, $22. And my interstellar support circle is $44 a month. And there's some really great offerings there. And if you're interested in learning more, you can go to patreon.com backslash Rama tribe. One of the offerings I really love that is blossoming is the ancestral healing circle. I think that's really important for these times. So if you're interested in diving more into ancestral healing work, I want to give the disclaimer, I'm by no means an expert. And in all honesty, I think there are very few experts alive on the planet in regards to ancestral healing. So be wary of that. I think many of us are, we are remembering this lost art together. That's why this is a healing circle. It is a space for us to come together and I help facilitate it and I offer you suggestions and ideas. But all along the way, I'm going to encourage you to tap into your own intuition and wisdom because your ancestors are not the exact same as mine. And all of our ancestors have different needs and requests. And yes, as we go out there into this great big web of consciousness, at some point, all of our ancestors are all of our ancestors. I really believe that is true too. So I want to acknowledge the micro and the macrocosm and the paradox of life. As soon as the moon became new, it went void of course. When the moon goes void of course, it's not the best time to write your intentions. And so if you've already written them and you're listening to this podcast, please do write them again. The moon leaves void of course at I think it's 2 23 a.m eastern standard time on Friday February 12th if you wrote your new moon intentions on Thursday February 11th for most places around the world you're going to want to rewrite them on Friday and hey you know Mercury's retrograde so it's good to rewrite intentions we often get more clarity when we rewrite things anyways Now, this new moon has such a potent flavor to it because it's this massive stellium in Aquarius. And it's the first Aquarian moon, new moon of the Aquarian age since Jupiter and Saturn met up at one degrees Aquarius on December 21st, 2020 with that great conjunction. With this new moon, we have this powerhouse stellium with Saturn, Jupiter, Venus, Mercury, Pallas Athene, the sun, and the moon all in Aquarius. It's a massive lineup. Pluto is in Capricorn. All of those planets are technically governed by Saturn. And through the contemporary lens, Uranus would be the ruler of all of them at this moment, except for Pluto, which would be Saturn ruled. There's a lot of change, radical change, as we've been talking about and working through these themes in this podcast. I must emphasize the truth of the reality because The thing about astrology is that, for one, it is the language of the Aquarian age. And that is why I'm so passionate about 
crafting this podcast for you all. And I really take a lot of time and care to curate these episodes. As we're working through this time with this massive stellium that is in one lens governed by Saturn and another lens governed by Uranus. And it's pretty fascinating, right? Because we are building up to the first square of Saturn square Uranus on February 17th. And I'll be speaking more about that in a moment. This new moon is really ushering in the frequency of that energy. There's so much change we we are holding the vision for. We can see it. Some of us can taste it. We can touch it. Like all of the senses are alive, but the structures we're currently living in do not reflect that change. So it can feel really frustrating sometimes. And then in addition to that, culturally with all of the rapid changes we've been through in 2020 and with information and misinformation and so much technological growth that is only going to continue to happen exponentially. It is a time where discernment is very much needed. And when we're not fully tuned in to discernment in our bodies, we can get swayed very much by fear. It's a very powerful time on the planet as it has been and as it will continue to be. And that's because we're in this kind of like no man's land. It's a void. It's a end time and a new beginning all at once. And I will say what I continue to say, and that is I really truly believe each one of us in body at this time, we chose to be here. We are representatives and we are brave and we are courageous and we have so much support around us. And yeah, some days it's like, whoa, earth school is feeling pretty challenging today. We all go through those waves and those currents This new moon is ushering in this frequency that we have not had in a long time. We have not had outer planets in Aquarius since 2012, and that was Neptune. So Neptune entered uh, Aquarius in 1998 and left in 2012. Pretty fascinating if you track these cycles in time. And with that Neptunian transit, we had such a radical shift in technology, particularly around phones. We went from like the flip phone to the smartphone, which changed everything. It brought social media literally in the palms of our hands in a way it had not been. And we also had people beginning to create entire livings based off of being online. 
that was a very interesting foundation for this Aquarian energy that we know is going to be technologically governed and based. And now with both Jupiter and Saturn in Aquarius, we will have Saturn in Aquarius until March of 2023. And in that year, Pluto will enter Aquarius and Pluto will stay through 2044. So really, when we're looking at these overarching cycles, we want to think about between the end of 2012, maybe even we could say 1998, to 2044. And if we mark time between 1998 and 2044, that is the true anchoring, the full-on anchoring of the end times and this new earth consciousness that we are all seeding right now. I know that sometimes hearing talk about this new earth consciousness, it can sound new agey and there absolutely is a frequency of it that is new agey, but this is also very ancient. This is a wisdom that can be traced through many ancestral indigenous peoples around mother earth. If there's a part of you that wants to reject this whole concept of new earth consciousness or wants to roll your eyes at it, please do know that this is rooted in ancient wisdom. And I really believe in how do we connect? How do we remember? How do we recall that ancient wisdom? And that's another beautiful piece to this Aquarius new moon is that Mercury is retrograde in Aquarius. And if you listen to episode 20, I spoke about Mercury as the psychopomp and why I personally love Mercury retrogrades. I don't understand why so many contemporary astrologers still bash Mercury retrograde. I feel like it's, that's, that's the work of pop culture and pop astrology is to shame and blame whatever you can to make a buck, to make a dollar, right? But when we're actually looking at astrology, Mercury goes retrograde three to four times a year, just like the moon cycles every 28 and a half days, just like the sun moves through these seasonal gateways throughout the course of a year. So we live in a world that is cyclical. Friday, February 12th is a beautiful day to write your Aquarius new moon intentions. Yes, by this point, the moon will be in Pisces, coming towards to marry up with Neptune and Pisces. So there's going to be a beautiful dreamy quality. However, we're still in that very early waxing phase. So it is that new moon phase and it's a beautiful time to carve out and write down, write down as this is a law of co-creation and think about what you want to create, not just for this lunar cycle, but the next year, the next two years, five years, 10 years, and yes, 25 years. What will help you weather this entry into the Aquarian age between now and 2044. 
And at times when we think about manifestation, it might feel a bit overwhelming, like, I don't, I don't know what the world is going to look like, and I don't know what I'm going to want. And so the way that I would invite you to drop into this is by literally dropping into your body and first ground yourself and then think about what kind of life do you want to be living? Where do you want to be living? What kind of people do you want surrounding you? What do you want your daily rhythm to look like? What do you want your natural world to look like? What do you want the clothes in your closet and the way that you maneuver through your village or your neighborhood and how you travel in other capacities? Like, What do you want that to look like and build from there? Really build through the senses, especially tapping into how do you want your life to feel? As many of us know, the people who are remembered the most, it's not necessarily what they actually did. It's how they made us feel. That's what leaves such a lasting imprint. On Saturday, February 13th, Mercury retrograding conjuncts Venus in Aquarius. And so Mercury is revisiting our values. And remember, Venus has met up by now directly with Jupiter. And so this month of February is very similar to January in the sense that it is an integration time where we are still very much consciously and unconsciously integrating the wisdom of the great conjunction. So please give yourself space. Give yourself space to journal, to color, to draw, to make delicious food, to use your hands as modalities for creating, to move your body, to walk in nature, to tap into your senses, and to have time to reflect. And the following day on February 14th, Mercury retrograde conjuncts Jupiter. So again, meeting up with Jupiter again after having just met up with Venus, when they had just met up Jupiter and Venus on this Aquarius new moon. So you can see the cadence, the rhythm, the repetition, and this repetition is like a string of pearls. Again, it's an opportunity to allow yourself to find your grounding, your connection to the earth, and to listen to the wisdom that is calling to you through so many different signs and symbols. On the following day, Monday, Moon Day, February 15th, Venus trines the North Node. So Venus in Aquarius, in the stellium of Saturn, Mercury, Jupiter, Venus, Pallas Athene, and the Sun. Venus right in the sandwich of the middle is trining the Gemini North Node that is offering us a connection, a deep connection 
to our collective destiny around this curriculum that is so focused on new ideas and new concepts, new ways of learning, being innovative, thinking about duality, being really curious with the mind, being playful and witty and using the powers of the mind in a very strong way. Now, two days from that Monday, we have on February 17th, Saturn squaring Uranus. And this is the first of three squares that occurs throughout the year of 2021. This is by all means, one of the most foundational astrological aspects of the year of 2021. And as we consider Saturn, that is here to limit, to define our reality, to help us build and help us focus. And then we have Uranus, the liberator, the revolutionizer, the awakener. And so there is the square, the conflict between the old and the new and all that needs to shift in a air sign, a mental sign, and an earth sign, a material sign. And so our material world is conflicting with our visions, our visionary world, our mind. And we could also say that the limitations of our mind is affecting our material world and creating limitations in the material realm. So the first square teaches us, gives us a sense of what our core curriculum is for 2021. And quite often we feel the intensity of the square before the actual square. So you're probably already feeling the intensity here and now, and maybe you've been feeling it for the last 10 days. The second square will be on June 14th, and that will be a time to begin to apply some solutions to this curriculum, to come up with ideas, to be creative, and to see what might need to shift and how. And then the final square will be on December 24th, and that'll be a time to pause and reflect and see what has been accomplished, what's working, what's not, and to see if there's a completion with this. So ultimately, this is about knowing what is essential, yet being nimble, very much like bamboo, we could say. And as I was just doing some brief research, Saturn and Uranus, this energy that they're currently working out could actually be threaded back to October of 1988. They were conjunct in the sign of Sagittarius. And worldwide in 1988, uh, the Berlin Wall came down. And that was a significant conscious event for the global community. And then the, there was a square between Saturn and Uranus in 1999, 
with the birth of dot-com and the internet as we know it. And then another square around November of 2008 and July of 2010, which was very much about our financial markets. So what we are also experiencing in 2021, even though there are three squares in this year, it is also a time of completion of a longer story that began back in 1998. And very much this is a cycle that is coming to close. The way that governments and financial markets have been interacting with the collective, with humanity at large, has been challenging for many people. Certain people have really been able to thrive, but the majority of the population of Earth has been struggling. And so we are coming to a place in this Aquarian age where, at the end of the day, this is about Earth consciousness knowing that much of the earth's wealth, the wealth of humanity, right? Because when we're actually thinking of true wealth, true wealth is pure, pristine nature, and no one owns that ever. No one could possibly, no matter how much man tries to partition land at the end of the day. And the elements do teach us this at the end of the day, There is only one sovereign domain over the earth, and that is the divine spirit of earth, the consciousness of God, goddess in all of creation. We're coming to a very deep reckoning between where we are going collectively and what this means. And this is where you, yes, you come into play. Because with this Aquarius new moon, I'll be honest, I hear from people one-on-one and in other capacities, and I know there are a lot of people suffering right now. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of feeling like, of people feeling like I am insignificant. There are people feeling depressed, very isolated. and. There is a cadence out there. There is a frequency out there that wants you to feel this way emotionally because the select few profit off of this. And the remedy for these times is to be you, is to take care of you to do your own inner work, to heal your physical body, your emotional body, your psychic body, your spiritual body, your mental body. And as you do that, you are greatly contributing to earth consciousness. And that is the radical salve for these times. And my prayer is that with this Aquarius new moon, you are feeling that truth deep, deep down in your bones. 
and that something is awakening in you like a deep lion's roar in your belly and that you are finding the strength to carry on in these times. On February 18th, the sun enters Pisces on that Thursday. We start to shift the inner personal planets begin to move into Pisces. On the 20th, Mercury retrograde begins to come to a close. Mercury stations direct. The shadow period will culminate on March 13th. So as Mercury goes direct, it is in the sign of Aquarius at 12 degrees. The Sabian symbol for this is on a vast staircase stand people of different types graduate upward. This is about the necessity of recognizing different types and levels of development wherever the human being is living, knowing that we're all working together. And although certain phases might look more evolved than others, every phase of consciousness is necessary. This is about an evolution of consciousness. And the star sparks for this is a heated argument turns into laughter. It is a reminder to honor the multidimensional future with synthesis, knowing that when we take two sides, we allow the third harmonic force, this third side, the triangle to come to create true healing. And as we look at aspects, we know that trines are the healing places, the place where gifts come in through the elemental forces. And on February 21st, Sunday, Ceres moves into Aries. So Ceres has been in the sign of Pisces nurturing that collective identity and now moving into Aries, it is about each one of us nurturing ourselves. So everything I've been sharing that got really activated with the Aquarius new moon, the asteroid goddess Ceres is helping us to embody that. And then finally, on February 25th, Thursday, Venus moves into Pisces. And on this day, the sun sextiles Uranus. So as Venus moves into dreamy Pisces, one of her favorite places to exist, and we have the sun also in Pisces, we've got Neptune in Pisces, and the sun is sextiling Uranus and Taurus. So there are, as we're willing to put forth energy, we are receiving abundance through that. As we know, the astrology is here to help us work the symbology of these times. So what I felt called to do with this episode was to take a moment to reflect all of the different streams of consciousness we have covered from episode one through episode 21 to where we are here and now. And the reason that this felt so important now is because we went through such a massive death portal in 2020. 
And now that we are post great conjunction, and we've just slipped into this gateway of the Aquarius new moon, we are very much in a void here and now. Literally, as I am recording this podcast, even the moon is void, of course. And so there's so much potential energy. And I really believe from tomorrow, from the Venus day onward, we are going to begin to move forward in faster ways where tangible shifts, we will see them happen all around us. When I began Stars, Stones, and Stories, I began to speak about Venus and Mars as this archetypal message of the divine feminine and the divine masculine, and how each one of us, regardless of our gender and how we feel about gender, we carry a feminine from deep within and a masculine from deep within. And as we become more sovereign in our beings, we are activating this divine feminine frequency and this divine masculine. And as we bring them both very much awakened and online, we have this capacity to create a mystical marriage deep from within. And this mystical marriage allows us to be fully present here and now. When I spoke about the divine feminine and the divine masculine, I shared the mythology of Isis and Osiris through one of the really well-known tales of Osiris's death and how Isis literally transforms herself into the body of a vulture so she can smell and sense the pieces of her dead lover. Interestingly enough, Uranus was also the lover of Earth, as we discussed in episode 19. And so Uranus, as the lover of Earth, that also created a hieroscamos of the divine feminine and the divine masculine. Men activating the anima, the heart, while women activating the animus, the throat. And as we think of Uranian energy, when we, from about the age of 40 to 42, go through our Uranus opposition, this brings this kundalini energy. It begins to rise higher through the body. And so often for a man, he steps deeper into his heart space, deeper than he's ever been in body. Whereas a female will step quite often deeper into her throat space, deeper than she's ever been, using the power of her voice. So much of what we've been going through has very much been a cultural renaissance. We are at the end times and the beginning, the birthing of a new earth. It is a full-on collapse of the world as we have known it. And for many of us, there is much we are still grieving in that loss. And I do believe it's important to honor grief. I truly do. 
I can't tell you the amount of tears I've shed in the past year. And that said, I also know that we must turn our attention to that which we are creating, that which we are building. Our children need us to be strong. They need us to be courageous. And they need us to be visionaries. They need us to hold the frequency for them so that they have a solid foundation to stand upon once more. Part of this, it is our duty as humans on earth to gracefully transition from a consumption culture to a creation culture. And this is a very important theme in the Aquarian age, and this Aquarius new moon is absolutely calling upon each one of us to awaken our inner artist and to bring this into the outer world. The multiverse is speaking through you. Yes, you. You are made of stardust. And that is a fact. One could say the Great Pyramid is the holy of holies within the brain. And at the zenith of the sun, I took you on a journey through the symbol of the key of life. And I hope someday if you feel called, perhaps you will journey with me to the Great Pyramids of Giza, and to other sacred lands. As many of us know, Mars went retrograde in 2020, and this absolutely activated the divine masculine frequency within each one of us. Wherever we've struggled with the masculine, we had a great opportunity to bring those shadow parts of self, and integrate them. And as we look collectively at the masculine frequency, there is absolutely a resurrection of kings happening all over the world. However, let us be honest, it is after trial by fire. And for many of us, we are still fire walking in these times. You've heard me speak, I'm certain, about the power of eclipse portals and how these are opportunities for time bending and time folding, timeline jumping. If you're listening, know that we are the Magdalens. The Magdalene consciousness, some call it Christ consciousness, whatever you will, That Magdalene frequency is here and now running through the blood of our veins. This is a time to build healthy legacy and lineage in the Aquarian age. As a living prayer for our ancestors, those who have come before, and as an invocation for our descendants, those who are to come after. We have reached a time where there's not one of us left on the planet who may look outside for answers. 
not you nor I. The age of the guru is dead, and we have seen that through one lineage after another through the yogic traditions. So many that were brought to the West have crumbled before our very eyes because of gurus abusing power, sometimes in such really dirty ways. Guru, we are taught that this is about a frequency, that which brings you from darkness to light. Could it be that the guru is bringing you from darkness to light so that you see when you look outside of yourself how dark life really can become and how all along it has been your own highest wisdom guiding you? The age of Aquarius is very much an age where each one of us is becoming more subtle, more light-filled, more in alignment with the divine. Our bodies, our energetic bodies, are becoming stronger. And we all have a truth detector that is fully activated here and now. Each one of us is our own ultimate teacher. And in the Piscean age, it was very much an age where you needed a teacher. You needed a lineage. You needed to seek someone out for guidance. In the Aquarian age, yes, we'd still from time to time, needs support. And yes, it is always healthy and wise to respect lineage, respect your mentors, honor those who have assisted you in receiving the wisdom and knowledge that you have. And when you share teachings, share your sources and resources as any good academic would do. However, the age of putting others on a pedestal is done. We are the Magdalens. We are here to live life on this earth as queen, as king, as one who lives with divinity. King and queen, these words have become buzzwords on social media like so much of the sacred has. A lot of people have a hang-up with a word queen or king, and very much it's reasonable as you go back to trauma timelines where the monarchy abused the collective. However, to crown thyself is to walk with the divine, to be in service to the divine, And it is a symbol that you are in service to the divine. This is to live knowing that you are a creator and you are a conscious creator, a divine creator, a divine spark with divinity as your source of power. So may we find ways to reclaim, 
Reclaim the trauma timelines. May you call back all parts of yourself here and now from any trauma timeline. And may you find the ways to fully reclaim your sovereignty in this now moment. To take the path of higher love requires courage. This courage that stirs through the heart, the four chambers of the heart, your time travel device. We can go to the mythology of the Holy Family. We can go to the mythology of Great Mother Isis, Iset, and Osiris, Wasir, and their beautiful communion, their holy communion of coming together, the divine feminine and the divine masculine coming together to create Horus, the divine child, Haru, freedom, freedom. I am free. You are free. Life is ultimately becoming an inner pilgrimage. And in all honesty, it always has been. As we dissolve old grudges and outdated paradigms, and we take on our own personal responsibility and choose the higher road to do that really deep lineage work that is not easy and by no means does it always look or feel elegant. However, it is potent and it is being called to be accessed in these times. And in these times, we are accelerating And each one of us, we are rewarded when we craft our intentions wisely, when we note that each breath is an opportunity to co-create with spirit. When we fully understand that each one of us is the sovereign of our own domain. You are the sovereign of your own domain. The royal codes of infinity are available. They're only a breath away. Intergalactic consciousness is only a breath away. No matter how many satellites they put in the sky, You still see the stars. You sense your star family, your origins, that starry wisdom. We are here to dissolve the old paradigms, knowing that right action supersedes all. And as you continue to deprogram the matrix, you realize you are right on time. As you time bend with each series of eclipses and retrogrades and renegades, 
You can travel through wormholes, timeline jump, knowing that there is an electricity that is available that runs through you at any given moment. It is natural. It is a part of nature, just as are you. Derived from the great ancient elemental beings of all of creation. And we came to the great conjunction. We stood there and we welcomed the ancient future age of Aquarius on winter solstice, December 21st of 2020. We stood there and I stood there on that day the base of the Great Pyramid, in between the pyramids and the Sphinx. And I anchored our prayers collectively. As I know you were anchoring your prayers wherever you were on this sacred Taragaya Mother Earth. We have birthed a cultural renaissance. We are seeding a cultural renewal. This is the golden age of star seeds and star lines, where there is genius dream seeding the future. And we can read the messages through universal visions and symbols, mythological motifs, archetypal images, the memory banks of the past, the Akashic records. The Aquarian energy, the cosmic visionary from the future, the frequency of I am different, the avant-garde rebel, the genius, the outlaw. This is the name of the game. Stay connected to healing yourself, yet also tied to your earth community, your global community, knowing that we are multidimensional beings. However, be wary of becoming too rebellious or not conforming when it is needed or being too detached. Hold the ones you love, call to your ancestors, and continue to connect to Mother Earth. Uranus is the awakener, and Uranus is in Taurus, stirring up deep from within the earth. It is here to help us liberate ourselves. However, with that liberation comes sudden electric change, unpredictable moments, lightning, flashes of inspiration and revelation. We are in times that are unorthodox and eccentric, So the question is, how and where can we create meaningful change? Change that you can be proud of. It can be as simple as taking the time to grieve and cry at loss, of really being present in the now moment as you pick that knife up, lovingly butter your bread, or pour your hot, steamy water to make a cup of tea. We can save the world by saving ourselves. Accessing, ultimately, 
star alliances through our star families. Remember, you are made of stardust. Go the distance. They win by making you think you are not alone. There are more of us than there are of them. The cosmos calls to you. You were part of a covenant of light keepers, way showers, amongst this multidimensional awakening. And trust me, it's not happening just on Earth, but through the entire cosmos at large. Within the Earth's Akasha, Terra Gaia, the DNA of the cosmos exists. The power of now is here now. In this year of radical illumination, support the arts as if your life depends on it, because it does. Make the impossible I am possible. Activate your own inner entrepreneurial spirit. It is essential for this Aquarian age. Be willing to put yourself out there. Be willing to shine. We need your medicine now more than ever. Find ways to awaken your personal mythos. What is your unique story? What are your talents that you have to offer this world? There is a perfect plan in place. The planets, the asteroids, the luminaries, they're all working to activate each one of us, to awaken us from our dream sleep. Recalibrate your essence to that which is real, knowing that truth lives in the natural world. Turn to the earth and turn to the elements. And please, align your values with your truth. How do you wish to reside in this new earth? Begin to build that by where you invest your time, your focus, your energy, and your resources. And so with that, I'm going to close with this prayer. It is a song of the Kabaya Indians, She Alone. The mother of songs, the mother of our whole seed, bore us in the beginning. She is the mother of all races and all tribes. She is the mother of thunder, of the rivers, of the trees, and of green. She is the only mother we have, and she alone is the mother of all things. She alone. Blessed be. Please take a moment to create a space where you can go into meditation. So if you're operating any heavy machinery or not able to be present, 
pause here. There are timestamps in the show notes, which you can always find on my website, starsstonesandstories.com. And then you just click on each episode and you'll see notes and you click on the notes and that will give you all of the timestamps. So come back to this when you're able to be present. And as you're preparing your space, make sure that you're comfortable, your biological needs have been cared for, your device is off or on silent, and you're warm enough, you're able to come seated or lie down on your back. And just take some nice, long, deep breaths. Close the eyes and begin to allow a nice warm wave of relaxation to roll through your body, beginning at the soles of the feet, entering in through the soles of the feet and circling up through the ankles, moving up through the legs and the knees and the thighs and the buttocks and the pelvic bowl, up through all of your digestive organs and the layers of your spine, your lungs and your heart, all the way up to the shoulders, rolling, cascading down through the arms, down the elbows, down into the wrists and the fingertips. And this warm wave of relaxation continues back up the arms, back through the shoulders, up into the neck, the back of the head and the throat and the jaw, deep into the root of your tongue, into the root of your nose, deep into the optic nerves and the space between the eyebrows. Every bone in your face and your body relaxes and every hair on your head and your body relaxes. The bones of who you are merge with the bones, the stones of Mother Earth. Begin to draw a nice long deep breath up from the core of Mother Earth. And as you exhale, allow that breath to fill up your body from the base of your spine to the crown of your head. And now inhale a nice long deep breath from the cosmos. And as you exhale, bring that breath down through the crown of the head, all the way to the root of your spine. And again, inhale deeply from the core of Mother Earth. And exhale into your vertebrae, into your whole spinal column, your nervous system, 
Again, inhale from the cosmos. And exhale. And now begin to imagine from the base of the spine and the palms of the hands and the soles of the feet, imagine a cord of red, golden, silver light coming out from these spaces and beginning to spiral down, 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 deep, deep down into Mother Earth, to the core of Mother Earth, Gaia, where great-grandmother Hematite sits anchoring you, connecting you to this lineage stone, welcoming in the seven generations who've come before you and the seven generations yet to come, welcoming the time-bending possibilities of your ancestors and your descendants all merging here and now through this holy vessel that is you. And through this awakening, You feel that pulse of the heart of Mother Earth coming up through these cords of light into the core of who you are, entering in through your base chakra, your root chakra, and you begin to feel the Earth's akasha, the DNA of Gaia, merging with your akasha, your unique akasha. And as you focus at the base of your spine, your root chakra, you begin to feel yourself connecting in with the root chakra of Mother Earth, going to Mount Shasta in Northern California in the United States, connecting in with this root of foundation, stability, where the subterranean creates home, safety, stability, so that the system, all of the systems may find relaxation and true abundance and prosperity in this lifetime. And so as you connect in with the root of Mother Earth, You connect in with your root chakra, your base chakra, that red wheel of light, and you begin to see it spinning. And you trust the direction, whether it is clockwise or counterclockwise, trust your natural instinct, how it needs to flow in this now moment. And as it spins faster and faster, any debris just is moved away. And as you follow this wheel of light, the spiral of light, you bring your awareness up to your womb center, the hara. Regardless of gender, all beings have this sacred womb center, the sacral chakra, this orange wheel of light. And at the same time, you find yourself drawn to Lake Titicaca in South America the center of creativity, of sexuality, of the emotional balance, of fertility, of pure inspiration. The heart of the divine feminine sits here in this gorgeous sacred lake on earth. And you feel yourself cleansing 
the waters of Lake Titicaca cleansing your womb space, your hara space, cleansing, moving through you. And you connect deeply, feeling this wheel of light moving through you, this orange wheel of light spinning, 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 and allowing as it spins any old paradigms around creativity and creation and sexuality and the emotions and the feminine that are within you that are ready to be dislodged. Allow them to From here, you draw your awareness up to the solar plexus, to this golden yellow wheel of light. And immediately you draw your awareness to Uluru and the Olgas in Australia. This radiant solar sun that connects with the divine masculine frequency this place of confidence, of inner power, personal power, purpose, full energy. And you feel, you feel yourself connected here and now. And you see this wheel of light spinning in whatever direction you find it wants to spend. And again, the debris, the old stories, the old paradigms that are ready to move through and out of your sphere, your energetic body, your physical body, your mental body, your emotional body, so be it and so it is done. And from here you draw your awareness up to your heart space, to this green wheel of light Below it sits this beautiful pink luminescent orb of light, but you bring your awareness back to the green wheel of light and you find yourself drawn to Avalon, to Glastonbury in the United Kingdom, as well as Stonehenge. And you find yourself drawn to the heart of Mother Earth, you find yourself dancing within a field of pure love and compassion, forgiveness, and in turn the ability to give unconditionally. Altruistic brotherhood, sisterhood, connection, the high heart frequency comes through here and now, allowing you to dislodge any old wounds around the heart, removing the parts, the pieces, the paradigms that are ready to be shed, to be let go of. And you see your green wheel of light spinning, spinning, spinning as you connect deep, deep down through the tour into the heart of Avalon. And you feel this sense of home and love and acceptance. And you bring your awareness up to the throat chakra. And you see this blue, beautiful sapphire blue wheel of light. 
and it begins to spin more and more with your awareness as you find yourself drawn to the great pyramid and sphinx in Giza, Egypt, Kemet. And you feel yourself as you're drawn to this sacred land, you feel your center of communication and your ability to express yourself, to speak, to seek, to receive the truth fully activated as this blue wheel of light spins and spins. All the old ancient paradigms around the throat, around your voice that are ready to be shed and let go of, it is done. And you find this wheel of light spinning faster and faster. From here, you bring your awareness up to the third eye, to this indigo wheel of light. And you find yourself drawn to Kui Malek Sia in Iran, to the third eye of Taragaya, Mother Earth. And as you're drawn to this landscape, you find your own inner eye, the space between your two eyebrows, vibrating, pulsating, opening, clearing, cleansing the distortion timelines and paradigms that have captured humanity through the television, through the media, through the mass production of information. And at this time, you find yourself drawn to your truth, to the earth's truth, in this symbiotic dance. This indigo wheel of light spins and spins and spins. And from here, you find your awareness drawn up to the crown of your head, simultaneously drawn to Mount Kailash in Tibet, where you connect in through the template, the timelines, the ley lines, the dragon lines, the fairy lines through Mother Earth, Gaia's grid, Terra Gaia's grid, to the highest levels of wisdom, of divine guidance, cosmic consciousness. You find yourself, your crown, this violet wheel of light spinning, spinning healthfully, all old distortion timelines dropped, dissolved, terminated, so that the pure cosmic consciousness is able to come through. And you notice all seven wheels of light that sit within your body, spinning healthfully, taking into account the many other chakra points we have, feeling yourself in a symbiotic dance with Mother Earth, feeling yourself in the sacred movement, this pulse as you inhale from Mother Earth. Feel that breath moving up through the vertebrae and exhale. Inhale from the cosmos and exhale through your body.
And as you continue to lay and relax, allow yourself to journey even deeper through these wheels of light, feeling how connected, woven they are with Mother Earth's wheels of light through all the ley lines, dragon lines, fairy lines, timelines. Feel yourself connected through these timelines and these ley lines, these meridians through your body and the earth's body, connected with your sisters and brothers around the earth. Those who are consciously calling in this cosmic energy, just as you are here and now, as we're moving toward this great conjunction, this most potent astrology that is so easily, so gracefully, so elegantly dissolving the old narratives. Trust in the process, trust in the process, trust in the process knowing that all is in divine order.
Thank you for sharing sacred space. My prayer is that we awaken to the reality that we are a hologram for the collective. By being fierce in our authentic truth, we have the opportunity to elevate life on this exquisite planet Earth. Crystallize your medicine.